0: hi everyone i'm andrew i'm Marn. this is the argonauts podcast every two weeks we're gonna go into an old defunct arg and i'm gonna try and solve it and Marn's gonna tell me what i should have done instead that's
1: true i am
0: this week we are covering the art of the heist arg
1: yeah it's an arg about stopping art theft
0: my favorite kind of theft
1: but it's also about stolen cars. There's a lot of theft going on in this one.
0: <laughs> Sounds good to me. Uh, do you want to get started with a couple of questions that came in?
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: All right. Um, the first one's coming into us. This one's from Lorax, uh, who's a member over on Discord that we know. Uh, and she asks, have you ever come across something that feels like it should be an ARG, but it isn't and it's just insane viral marketing? Uh, and an example that she gives is using Rooster Teeth promoting the weird place that felt like it could be an ARG, but they weren't sure about. Mar- this one is funny to me because we've started uh, doing over on Discord, someone threw out the idea of a a segment called Argo or Not, which is a yeah. very good pun, um, where I've kind of taken it and started posting weird things that we find online that feel like they should be ARGs, but probably aren't. Um the one that comes to mind is a very weird Jinko's tweet that uh, came out a couple <laughs> weeks ago that I posted that really felt like it was trying to set up some kind of transcendent thing, but in reality it was just trying to sell you jeans whose legs are as wide as my head.
1: Yeah, I feel like with the way that viral marketing has gotten so weird to like try to appeal to millennials, there's like a lot of that going around.
0: I feel like... Uh, things that used to be only done in ARGs have kind of made their way into regular marketing these days. Yeah, um, like QR codes are a big thing for me. Back in the day, I feel like QR codes were only like, really tech focused, or only people that were trying to work with a weird cryptogram where you'd recognize it was out of the ordinary and know what to do if you were looking for an ARG clue. But it wasn't a common thing. Nowadays, I make qr codes in my real life for some things like i've seen (laughs) restaurants that have qr codes or just like scan this to get five cents off a burger like they're commonplace now
1: yeah and i would also say like making websites for like a fictional company to promote your like movie or video game like there there's a couple games at e3 uh this past week that did that and they're not like a trailhead for anything. It's just, like, a cool way to promote a video game.
0: Yeah. Well, the the McElroys just started advertising their podcast saying that each episode <laughs> has a hidden clue in it, so who knows if that's anything. I doubt it.
1: <laughs> I love just, like, weird websites that feel like they should be part of an ARG, but they, like, aren't. They're just, like, out there being extremely strange. There was that uh, uh, there was a weird Reddit account that would, like, come into just, like, completely unrelated posts and posts, like, alternate universe history stuff that went on for, like, paragraphs and paragraphs. I, I, I think, like, people thought it was an ARG, but it ended up just being, like, a really weird short story that they chose to tell in, like, an extremely bizarre way.
0: Weird.
1: The internet is wild.
0: The internet's very wild. Come join our Discord. I will post irregular, arg or not, uh, segments on Discord to see if people like them.
1: Have you seen the, um, the Totino's commercial that was made by, uh, Tim and Eric? Uh,
0: probably. Which one was it?
1: But it's- <laughs>
0: If I have okay. to ask, I probably haven't seen it, I assume. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say, I'll send you the video and you'll know within, like, two minutes, like, two seconds of playing it if you've seen it.
0: Alright, no, I have not seen this.
1: <laughs> I think about this video every single day of my life.
0: So, you posting this for me, I do think that there's, um... This video is incredible. <laughs> um, but I do think that there's a kind of mainstream acceptance of this surrealist ARG humor um
2: cause yeah another,
0: when we talked about this is my Milwaukee there was one of the things that we said was that it felt like a weird elaborate Tim and Eric bit and I think that nowadays that's become more acceptable and mainstream in the era of deep fried memes you know like
1: oh yeah I, I completely agree
0: So, yeah, there have been a lot of things that we've seen and thought, maybe this is an ARG, and there are much fewer than I wish there were.
1: I also, when I said the link, was like, oh no, did I drop it in the right chat? (laughs) (laughs) I was afraid that I was about to drop Totino Boy on the Argonauts Discord (laughs) without any explanation.
0: (laughs) Feminine pizza bag. (laughs) Next question. Uh, this one came from Morgan. Uh, what was the strangest or most surreal moment in an ARG, either one you've talked about on the show or participated in? Oh, what's man. Weird, what's jumped out as very weird to you, Marn?
1: Um, I feel like one of the weirdest things we talked about was when the uh, the game master of Spectacular Organic got like found out and had to work that into the game
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a real that was i thought about that one today just the idea of the creator getting doxxed that's really surreal to me and i really don't like it but um that really steps out as something really odd and having to work around it is incredible
1: what about one that we've participated in? I'm trying to think of the John Dies at the End ARGs. I know there's a lot of, like, bonker stuff in those.
0: So the weirdest thing for me in one of the John Dies at the End ARGs was, um, in the one that I did before I met you, uh, the one for this book is full of spiders. Um, one of the characters was a malevolent, uh, computer system that oversaw Wally's video, video rental service, uh, and he would text us, um... And there was one night that I had at work where I was working at Steak and Shake at the time, so being a server and taking orders and dealing with burger stuff, and then, like, jumping to the back to text back an AI robot for, like, a minute and a half, and then I would jump back forward and take orders and stuff like that, and it was... Looking back, it was the most surreal day that I've ever had at work. I remember it vividly um, because I would just take orders and then like be like, yeah, I'll jump back and make a shake. And then I would jump behind the counter, take out my phone, see what the, you know, see what Wally had texted me back, text him back, put my phone in my pocket. And it was mostly just him insulting me, um, <laughs> which made it worse because it was just like, oh, let me just get negged in digital world. And then I'll go to a table and be like, hi, what can I get you and get oh, negged no. in real life too. Um but that was the weirdest blend of, you know, real game and, or, you know, real world and in game to me. Normally I'm pretty good about saying, like, great, I'm going to hop in the Discord for an hour and hang out there, and then I'm going to step away and not worry or think about this or interact. Um, back then it was not the case. And I remember it was, it, it, I just was in game for like six hours while living my real life, and it was very odd.
1: Yeah, I, um,. I was gonna say, I feel like. I think the most surreal thing that happened to me personally was when, during the Blink Network ARG, I got, like, a fake internship with the Blink. Com- with, like, the Blink <laughs> Network company and got access to their, like, corporate, <laughs> like, email. <laughs> like, I got a, like, professional corporate email login and could. Um, email like the other characters who worked at the company privately. It was bonkers.
0: That's very cool. As much as I do think that most things in an ARG should be publicly facing, just for the sake of the game, but it is very, or or at least have that kind of, I don't know. You should be willing to share and be ready to share stuff like that. But having private access, where it's like, let me be the one that emails these people from my official account. That's very fun. Yeah, I'd like that a lot.
1: It was. Really cool. I still have my like fake business cards and stuff from it. (laughs) Alright,
0: you wanna jump to the next one?
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: Alright, uh Katsune Miku uh, tweets us and says, How much game does something need to have to be considered an ARG? I see a lot of mixed media stories run through Twitter and YouTube that don't really have puzzles, but they have great story. Uh, and they're called ARGs, and I've been wondering if there's a meaningful distinction. How do you feel about this, Barn?
1: Um, I feel like people generally separate them into being, like, ARGs are the ones that generally have interactive elements, like puzzles, and then there are, like, web series, which is just, you watch it and you don't have any influence over the plot. And I think there's definitely crossover between the two like obviously Marble Hornets but um there are definitely some that are just like you watch a story unfold on YouTube and Twitter uh or something like that and those I don't think are ARGs
0: I feel like I come down fairly hard on the difference between what is a game and what isn't but I know that a lot of people don't but there are a lot of things that get called a game that I don't think is a game um it kind of comes down to, like, is Homestuck an ARG?
1: There was a Homestuck ARG.
0: Oh. Well, I mean, okay. Not not the Homestuck ARG, but it is, like, Homestuck. Yeah, where, I know. There, there, there is a little bit of agency that the audience has, and there is that interactive element of... Or, like, Problem Sleuth, I think, was more directly where people would send yeah. in what they should do next, and then the creator would take it, make another... Um, you know, make the next panel or the next page that goes forward and then move forward from there. Um, there's buy-in and agency on the player's part from there, but there isn't, I, I don't think that's a game. What is a game is a thing that I think a little too much about. Um, I'm very <laughs> interested in game design and I'm always interested in hearing what people think about things and what they, they learn about it. Um And the definition that I've stuck with the most is one that uh, Mark Rosewater, the head designer for Magic the Gathering, um, that he put forward in an article a couple uh, I guess about a year ago, uh, that he wrote called What is a Game? I'll link it in the show notes. But his definition is that a game is a thing with a goal or goals. It has restrictions, agency, and the lack of real world relevance. Um, So, you know, a goal, there needs to be a point restrictions there need to be obstacles uh, agency a game needs to have decisions and those decisions must matter and then lacking real world relevance which is that it's something you opt into doing because you want the experience of playing it i like that those four things are important to me and i think that it's interesting he this article is really good he breaks down um you know what is it if it's missing a piece? If it has restrictions, agency, and lack of relevance, it's a toy. If it has, you know, these three things, it's an activity. If there's no restrictions, it's an event. If there's no agency, and then he says it's a life if it has no lack of real world relevance, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is a good distinction. To me, you know, Problem Sleuth isn't a an ARG to me because it doesn't have it doesn't have what is it? It doesn't have restrictions. Um, You can just kind of put in whatever you want, and then eventually the guy will put something forward. There's no real restriction on yourself. You're not trying to accomplish something as much as you're just throwing things into the wind. Does that make sense?
1: Um, yeah, that makes sense. I think that, like, ARGs are a very small circle in, like, the larger Venn diagram circle of interactive fiction.
0: Yeah, um... Yeah, since we've started this podcast, I've started to reach out and join bigger communities. Things like, um, no, proscenium, I think I'm saying that correctly.
1: Proscenium. Um,
0: proscenium. Um, I've only seen it written out, and I realized I didn't know how to say it until the moment that I tried <laughs> to say it out loud. Um, but looking into more interactive, um, just interactive art, it's been really interesting to realize that I am... I'm much more heavily invested in the game side of things. I want there to be puzzles. I want there to be something that you're reaching for. I want there to be a story that I'm actively involved in trying to solve. And I can step away at any point. There's no real world relevance. I I like the game element of it more than I like the just straight up interaction. Um, But it's a whole, it's a whole, you said Venn diagram. I'd say a whole spectrum of things that get included in that and that it can and can't lack and you know at some point you just get lost up your own butt trying to (laughs) answer what is a game what is fun Marn define fun for me so Um, you're
1: not so you're not like an interactive theater
0: person uh I've honestly I've never been um so I don't know for sure uh but the thought of it kind of makes me not uncomfortable but nervous uh just because I'm a very private person my problem is that i don't want to be interacted with i would like to see other people i want to see other people get interacted with while i sit back and go this is neat Um, no
1: that's why that's why i like sleep no more because the actors never acknowledge you and you don't have to talk to anyone
0: perfect i would love that that's all i ever (laughs) that's all i need um i honestly i've only scratched the surface i need to go and do a deep dive to figure out what i actually really like but um I'm much more interested in the I I like the game more than I like the alternate reality if that makes sense.
1: Um yeah, I agree. I I think uh topically with like the theater stuff it's interesting because I feel like ARGs let you set more boundaries when it comes to that kind of thing. Like you can be the kind of person who's like I'm going to talk to the characters and I'm going to mm-hmm become their friend and get information or you can be like i'm gonna hang back and work on the puzzles and not so much do the social interaction thing but like when it comes to like interactive theater and stuff like that often you just like don't have a choice And the actors are like (laughs) i'm gonna talk to you now (laughs)
0: have have you ever read the incredible twitter thread of a person that um they got absolutely stoned and then went to a party that they didn't realize was a murder mystery party. No. And they got assigned the role of like the lead detective. <laughs> oh my god. It's an incredible Twitter thread where they're, it's just them live tweeting this night where they're like, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> People keep asking me for clues and I just keep pointing them in random directions. I don't know <laughs> what's going on and I didn't know. And I'm at this point I'm too embarrassed to say anything i will find that thread and put it in the show notes it is a it's an incredible twitter thread i'll probably just retweet that that to
1: me That, that sounds so good and i feel like i'm not in the minority of people who are like oh absolutely no thank you i would rather an actor not acknowledge my existence at all when i go to see a show yeah but who like that kind of like role-playing online element I to can't. ARGs.
0: I think we've really lost sight of the, the person's question, which was, what does it need to be a game? Um, I guess we we answered that through, um, that's my definition of what is a game. Um, but a lot of people smarter than me are writing about what is games and what isn't games. And people smarter than them are saying, no, that's actually not what games is. Games is actually this. And at some point it gets lost up its own butt. But um but yeah i like a little more meat on the bones for a, of an arg um i feel like if you just have a a tw- if you just have a youtube video series that has like weird cryptic messages at the end of each one it's not really an arg actually a perfect example is gravity falls itself um yeah Gra- gravity falls the tv show which is a tv show that at the end of The episodes has a little, um, usually a cryptex of some kind at the end of the credits, um, you know, that translates to something that in itself is not an ARG, even though it has an interactive element that that is a puzzle that it causes the audience to solve. It doesn't become an ARG until you get to something like um, Cypher Hunt, where you add in, you know, now there is a goal. Now there are choices that you make. Now there is, I guess there aren't really many choices in that one, aside from do you want to buy a ticket to Portland? But there are you know, player choices, there are player engagements, and at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. Because the only thing that really happens is that some, like at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. Because by the time you solve all the clues and make your way out to the forest, some guy's already going to beat you to it and left a flash drive in the treasure chest. Um, That's when it becomes an ARG to me.
1: Yeah, I w- and I was going to say there's like some web series communities are very like strict about their series not being called an ARG because there's no puzzle elements like the um the Petscop community are very um adverse to being called an ARG because like Petscop is a web series and it's really like symbolically and metaphorically dense and it really rewards like close watching and interpretation but there's no puzzles
0: Gotcha So are we allowed to cover it then?
1: Um, I mean we can but it would just really just be me sitting here telling you everything that happens in every video
0: (laughs) I mean that kind of sounds like every episode that we've put out so far (laughs) Marn, I'm not gonna lie (laughs) (laughs) That's true Alright, and then, uh, are we done with this question?
1: I think that we are.
0: Alright, and then, uh, our last question comes to us from Old Man John Cena, Riley Hopkins, uh, on Twitter, who says, On the topic of art, do you all have a favorite, like, art history piece? I got a couple.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, just, like, a piece of art in general, or, like, a piece of art theory? I
0: I don't know, what's... How do you interpret this question? This is the puzzle,
1: Martin. I don't know. What's an art history piece, Riley?
0: <laughs> I think it means like a piece of art.
1: Oh, okay. Um, I have a lot of pieces of art that I like. what What's your favorite?
0: So I have two favorite paintings. Um, my first one is probably Nighthawks uh, by Edward Hopper, um, which is the painting of like a, a coffee shop and a couple people inside on an evening. Do you know the one I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like the okay. super famous one.
0: Yeah, like these are both super famous. So I don't know that really describing them is going to mean much. Um, the other one is um, the Great Wave off Kanagawa uh, by Katsushika Tokusai. Um, the the famous painting of the wave. Um, I like those two paintings a lot. And I really like um, the artist, uh, Rene Magritte, um, who did a lot of really cool, like surreal paintings. Um, and lately has become a bit of a meme. Uh, he's been turned into one with the um, he did a paint the painting of the pipe that says under it, "This is not a pipe," in oh, French. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of become a meme at this point um, in some places. That always makes me laugh. Um, but that's probably my favorite artist and pieces of art. If I was gonna do an art heist, those are the ones I'd steal.
1: Oh. Bold of you to say that on our public podcast.
0: Yeah, only like twelve people listen to it, so I think we're good.
1: I'm trying to find my favorite piece of art. Give me a second.
0: To say I can keep rambling. Um,
1: yeah, do it.
0: Sure. So my favorite uh, experience with art. Um, so I was lucky enough to uh, visit Rome for about a week, or to visit Italy for about a week. I went to. Um, I spent a couple days in Florence, where I went to a museum. Um, that had a very interesting set of paintings in it. It was uh it was at the end of this very I don't remember the name of this museum, but it was a a very famous one, and we went through this whole long this museum. It took multiple hours to get through. I went through with a group of my friends. Uh we got separated because I wanted to stay and look at something that they didn't necessarily want to see. So they went through before me and I'm walking through and I'm getting near the end and my feet really hurt and I uh, I was like, all right, I just want to get out of here. And I turned a corner and there in front of me was this very large painting of uh straight on full frontal, a nude dwarf. Um, oh my God. It was a big Renaissance painting. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, wasn't expecting to see that, but that's very cool. Uh, <laughs> very well painted. You know, it's in a museum for a reason. Um, and I kind of walked to walk around it. And I realized that on the backside, there was another painting, which was the same guy in the same pose, but from behind. <gasps> oh so my there God. were two paintings, one of the front of this man and then one of the back of this man, fully nude on both sides. And I was like, huh. That's not something I would have expected to see two angles of in a museum, <laughs> especially not as like that. And it was the last room. Like, I walked out of there and I was done. And I was like, that was the end. Like, that was the big ta-da. Um, oh, my God. And I walked out and I ran into my friends and I said, hey. And they were like, hey, you know, did you see what you wanted to see? And I said, yeah, I saw some, you know, saw the what I was looking at and saw. Did you guys see the, uh? and they're like, yeah, we saw the, uh, that's really something, isn't it? And I was like, yeah, I wasn't expecting the two sides of that. And then our other friend walked out behind us and was like, hey, uh. Did you guys see that the 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 dwarf painting? And we were like, "Yeah." Did you see both? And they were like, "Yeah, I saw both." <laughs> uh, so that's my favorite art experience, I guess. Uh, I was running into a painting that I did not expect to see.
1: Oh man, okay. So I have a couple. Uh, I I don't know if a lot of people know this, but uh, Baltimore has two very good, uh, like, free admission art museums. And. Oh, cool. If you ever come here, you should visit uh, the Baltimore Museum of Art and the Walters Art Museum. Uh, I used to go to the BMA on my lunch breaks when I worked at Hopkins because it was literally a 10 minute walk from campus. <laughs> so I would just like go and look at some art for like half an hour and then walk back. It's really nice. That's really cool. Uh, I like the Walters because they have this thing called the Hall of Wonders. Okay uh which is one of my favorite places in the world it's just a cool or no it's called the chamber of wonders sorry i always think it's the hall of wonders it's just this room full of just like weird ephemera and like taxidermy and just like mm. weird inventions and stuff that they have in their collection like there's a perpetual motion machine they have like a collection of keys they have, like, a collection huh. of extremely tiny pistols.
0: <laughs> oh, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, it's it's really neat. It's, like, it's set up, like, an old-timey, like, study, and there are, like, a couple other rooms that you can, like, go off into that have just, like, suits of armor in them and stuff like that.
0: That's really cool. It's
1: neat. Um, and the Walters also has, uh, a large collection of, like, religious artwork and they have some of, like, the most genuinely funny pieces I've ever seen in my life in <laughs> <laughs> um, my One of my favorites is... Uh, there's one that's, like, a Madonna and Child painting, but it has a bunch of the saints. And uh, Michael is there, but he's um, stepping on Satan in the picture. <laughs> Just like in front of everyone and God, and he looks like so impossibly bored.
0: <laughs> Wait for this Just to load.
1: Everyone in this painting looks so bored. I love it. Oh
0: my god, <laughs> that's very funny.
1: Uh, my other favorite one is, it's like from the like late fourteen hundreds, and. It's this painting that literally looks like a political cartoon of, like, people dying of plague in the streets. And then, like, you see St. Sebastian, like, up in heaven praying to God to save, like, the people with the (laughs) Black Death.
0: Jesus.
1: (laughs) But then there's also, like, an angel and a demon fighting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) sorry i took a sip of tea right before i looked at this painting huh yeah the, the, he's up there just covered in arrows just like for the love of come on help out please the guy's standing there with the holy hand grenade just like i think i'm gonna wait
1: i remember uh one of the last times i was there uh Alyssa and i got trapped in, like, the room with, like, an art tour that was listening to their docent explain this, like, absolutely bonkers painting, and we just stood there for, like, 15 minutes and we're like, yeah, this is cool. (laughs) Nice. I just love, like, medieval, like, uh, religious paintings where just, like, so much is happening. (laughs) I'm enchanted
0: by them. The other bit of art history that I really like is, uh, the, uh, the glass blowing island of Murano, uh, which is, it is off the coast of Venice. They, it has a really interesting history because they, I want to say that they invented glass blowing there. Um, but at the very least, they basically in Italy, they were like, great. Uh, if you want to blow glass, you're going to need somewhere that you can keep hot all the time. So we're going to put you guys on an island. Uh, and you guys are going to do it there so that you don't burn down Italy. And they said fine. And they they started working there and like training apprentices there and doing all of that. But then it got to the point where it was like Murano glass was some of the best glass in the world. And, you know, you couldn't basically they, were, they didn't want people to leave. Italy now has a, a market hold on glass blowing, And so they would like send hired killers after people that would try and leave and go to other countries with that glassblowing knowledge
1: oh my god the history
0: of the island is very fascinating to me it's more interesting than this five minute, five second overview that i'm giving um and the island itself is really cool and gorgeous and you just see a bunch of people that are still there making it in this you know ancient place i love old places that are still doing what they were formed for i know it's a really dumb way to say that but when you find a place that like i don't know as an american where nothing is older than like 200 years it's very cool seeing a place that was like yeah i've been here since year 3 literally year 3 uh doing stuff it's very cool
1: yeah that's super cool i want to read more about that place i really i'm fascinated by like glass blowing as an art form
0: so there are a lot of people that um there's a glass academy near us that i I wish I could do. I just wish I had the time to, like, go and say, like, hey, do you do actual... They have, like, quote-unquote classes where it's like, you can come and make a thing. But it's like, I want to just, like, I want to train. I want to work. I want to learn. um, But I, you know, have a real job, so I don't get to do it.
1: (laughs) I love stuff like that. I've recently gotten really into watching, like, soap-making videos on YouTube just because it's so calming to watch. (laughs) Also because... People on those channels make, like, the most bonkers soap. I was watching one earlier that was, like, Russian literature-inspired soap.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, cool.
1: <laughs> I mean, good for them. They're making bank on YouTube, yeah, I guess.
0: make that bank. It's like uh, making slime. Yeah. All right. I think that is going to do it for questions for us. I think so. Alright, do we want to get into the art of the heist?
1: Yeah, let's get to heisting.
2: Welcome to 294 Note streak, the best idea for a podcast of all time. We use a bracket to rank every song that's ever been in a Guitar Hero game. That's pretty much it. That's the whole idea. My name's Joe. I'm Riley. We do that thing we just said every... mm, two weeks? we rank it on how much we like the song and if it makes a fun chart to play. Is 294 an equally divisible number for a bracket? It's not! (laughs) Is Thunder Kiss 65 the best white zombie song? Can anything topple Hangar 18 in this race to the top? Will Pat Benatar's Heartbreaker defeat Michael Jackson's Beat It? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, spoiler. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. Should Fat Lip be in Guitar Hero? (laughs) Find out by listening to 294 (laughs) Note Streak on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or a better app. And remember, enjoy music.
0: All right. Um, So I will be honest, off the bat, uh, it looks like all of the trailheads and websites for this game are kind of gone. Uh, So there wasn't much that I could do to, there wasn't much that I could do to actually try and solve this game. So uh, straight off the bat, I failed. I know that there was a website for like, uh, there was a website for, um, was it Virgil King of Coding or something like that? Uh Uh-huh. So I know there's a website for that where you had a bio that had a bunch of uh, really interesting Stuff about himself. Uh but that's really where my understanding of the game begins and ends. I didn't even get to the planning part of the heist. I think
1: this is the earliest ARG we've covered yet. Cause this one happened in two thousand and five.
0: Wow. Was there an internet back then? Only a little bit. Only a little bit. I was gonna say, two thousand five, I was twelve. Okay.
1: Yeah, that sounds about right. I would have been in middle school, so yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. So I was learning how to do algebra, and meanwhile Virgil, king of coding, is out here making a website.
1: <laughs> so this ARG actually only ran um, four months. Uh, it ran March... Well, not even four months, because it started on like the very last day of March, so closer to three months, and then it ran to the end of June 2005. Uh, and it I think is our first, like, corporate viral marketing ARG that we've covered.
0: Yeah, I was looking through the list of ARGs that we were going to cover, and when I googled this one, I learned what it was a game promoting, and that's why I wanted to cover it, because it seemed (laughs) buck wild to me that you could make an ARG to (laughs) advertise this particular product. I want to hold off on saying what the product is until as late as we can.
1: It's Buck Wild and like besides the product placement, it doesn't really make an effort to like advertise the product at all.
0: Yeah, I want to I wanna I, I wanna for as long as we can until it becomes relevant, I would <laughs> love to like not mention what it is, if that makes sense.
1: We're gonna have a hard time.
0: Okay. <laughs> okay because
1: it's like the first thing that happens. Nah,
0: damn it. Okay.
1: Sorry, I dropped my laptop, but I
0: I got it. (laughs) okay. So, it's 2005, I'm 12 years old, I'm ignoring um, Miss Handy's math class uh, in order to take part in this ARG. What am I doing, Marn?
1: So, I found a lot of contradicting accounts of uh, where the trailhead, like the official quote-unquote trailhead was. Okay. Um... It seems like there were a lot of ways at the beginning to kind of access uh this ARG uh before like the the major major inciting event um it seems that so uh for this ARG there was no wiki i scraped an outline together by going through the unforum uh subsection for art of the heist and luckily people had basically made a thread for every single day that something happened in this ARG, which was almost every single day in between April and June. Oh, damn. So I, uh, I went through all of those threads and I outlined. So what I got from Unfiction is that most people uh, got into this ARG because Argonet put out a email uh with the initial website, which was Virgil King of Code, uh, which was a website belonging to Virgil Tatum, uh, who's a main character of the ARG, and he was okay. making a video game. Okay. Um, and from there it seems like his website was also advertised on like gaming sites and like sites like Metafilter. Uh, which led to more people discovering it and then coming to the Unforum and being like, I found this weird thing. Um, okay. Might be an ARG. And so the video game that Virgil was making was called, I think, the Nisha Chronicles or something like that. Okay. Uh, and it was about this real life uh woman named Nisha who was a spy and now worked for this investigative agency called Last Resort Retrieval okay. um and people fairly soon after that found ads for Last Resort uh popping up in like Wired magazine and on a couple wow. websites I'm telling you, this okay, is like cool. the mo- this is like the most high budget ARG we've covered so far.
0: And they couldn't even put together a wiki. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they had a like in they had like an in game in character site that kind of like summarized a lot of what was going on for players. Okay, which was handy, uh, but also doesn't exist anywhere except for the Wayback
0: Machine. I've seen I've seen that. Once or twice. I know that for the John dies at the end game for the last one, people kind of put that together as a, I think it was kind of a last ditch effort. Like, please don't defund the game. We're enjoying this. We'll play into the advertising that is involved with this game. But I know that I've seen a little bit of that where it's like, we'll, we'll work together and like admit that this is an ad so that people don't shut us down, but I've never heard of one getting this much publicity and, like, advertising in Wired magazine has to be real expensive. Yeah.
1: Well, like, the website where they summarized it, I think it was, like, someone on the actual ARG team doing it, so that, like, the players could keep track of what was happening.
0: Right. Okay, gotcha.
1: Which was, like, in retrospect, kind of cool of them to do?
0: Yeah. That's really neat.
1: And they also had, like, their own forum that no longer exists, where people could work on the ARG together cool yeah people find out about nisha uh this is march 30th uh is when the virgil website drops um they also find a website for last resort retrieval uh they find out that they are an agency their focus is on high-end art recovery uh they go after like art Thieves and they retrieve it for rich people, basically, or like corporations.
0: Oh, okay. So recovery—it's literally saving stolen art. It's not just yeah. a tongue-in-cheek way of saying, like, "No, yeah, we liberate treasure." Okay, no, this no, is no, a no. okay.
1: Yeah, they they go after art that's been stolen from people, and they uh, they retrieve it, and they get the thieves arrested. Basically, is their job. They're kind of like bounty hunters. Okay and they find out that the two employees working there are Nisha who is like an ex spy and her boyfriend Ian who is a hacker.
0: Okay, spy and hacker. I've seen this show before.
1: Yeah. Uh so March 31st, uh the next day, a uh like a an area of the Last Resort Retrieval website opens up where uh, players in the ARG can access, uh, Ian and Nisha's, uh, like, so it was kind of like their email inboxes, but they could also get to other files on their computer. It was like a whole directory of stuff they hmm. could access. Um, okay. but there wasn't a lot there currently. Uh, it was a lot of emails about, like, ongoing cases, talking to clients, um, audio of phone calls between them and there were and would continue to be uh like little flash movies that were kind of like easter eggs showing Ian and Nisha like recovering stolen art and stuff like that cool okay yeah um april 1st uh players so the this like back end became the major mechanic of the game where like players would like wake up and go to this directory and be like oh what's ian up to today and what's he doing in the scope of the story and then okay they would use that knowledge to like interact with the other characters and figure out what they were up to and stuff like that
0: interesting okay
1: and they could also send emails to ian and nisha and they would appear in this directory and also they so would answer them.
0: Was it an actual like email inbox or was it just like a, I don't know. They'd receive an email and then just like copy it and paste it to this place.
1: Um, I'm not sure because it doesn't, to my knowledge, it exist anymore. So I sure. haven't been able to like look at it, but it sounds like there was an actual email inbox. There was somewhere they could go to listen to like voicemails and phone conversations and there were also places where they could go to, like, get files from, like, a directory and, like, photos and stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, April 1st, uh, the players intercept an email uh, to Ian from his friend Will Starr, who is a DJ. Uh, they find out that Ian <laughs> also is a DJ on his off hours.
0: Really? Uh, right. A hacker slash DJ? <laughs>
1: huh. His friend, Will, uh, sends him this email about going to a party at a car dealership in a specific area of New York at a specific time in the evening. Uh, players are like, oh, this sounds like it might be a hint for us to go there and get like a dead drop. <laughs> okay. Um, They... Go there, and it turns out that the place is an Audi dealership. Uh, and they find that it has been broken into, and there is a sign that says, uh, that the Audi A3 that was supposed to be shown there that night can't be shown. Um, the sign also says that if anyone saw any suspicious activity between 2 a.m. and 4 a.m., they should call. Uh, this provided phone number, which is an official Audi line asking for info on the stolen car uh, and saying they'll update their website when they know more. Uh, players who are there also get a flyer with a person of interest on it who they recognize as it's just Ian's picture from the website but under an alias.
0: Gotcha. What's the alias?
1: John McGill.
0: John Gill?
1: John McGill.
0: John McGill. Okay. So, this is an ARG to advertise the Audi A3. The fancy new car that's been stolen.
1: <laughs> it really is.
0: Did players know that at the time?
1: They did. um, And that was how they knew which dealership to go to. I think they did because they ran like a who is on the websites or something and saw that Audi was paying for all of it I don't know okay. somehow they found out
0: but it wasn't like what is it it wasn't a here's the last resort retrieval website sponsored by Audi it was, no, it was no, all like that. it was all like back end stuff okay Yeah. So, so to advertise a car we're doing the smartest thing we can do which is hiring an ARG team <laughs> All right, so a, a dealership's been broken into. A car is missing, so we can't show it off. All we know is that John McGill who's been here, but we know who John McGill is.
1: It's also interesting because, like, on a lot of the websites that I saw, uh, where people were like, "Here's how to get into this ARG if you're interested in playing," um, a lot of them were like, "Yeah, we know that it's corporate-sponsored, but we just like kind of ignore that part because." it's a fun game that we're playing.
0: Sure. Yeah, Which, that, that makes total sense to me. I would yeah, ignore the fact that it's sponsored by Audi, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I, f- I feel like that's how a lot of people who play corporate-sponsored ARGs feel. They're just like, well, we'll just, like, ignore the fact that a major corporation is paying for all of this.
0: I mean, it's just an extension of the this-is-not-a-game mentality. Like, it's just, you know... Well, this isn't yeah. a game, it's an actual thing about an actual spy that happens to focus on stealing Audis.
1: I was personally shocked at how much happens in this ARG. So, April 1st, uh, the Audi gets stolen, they get the wanted flyer for Ian. Um, April 2nd, uh, players open up Ian's little, like, backend server They find a voicemail from Audi saying that they need to talk to him. Uh, Ian also leaves Nisha a voicemail saying, yes, I stole a car. Uh,
0: (laughs) But that's okay because it's the Audi A3, supercharged (laughs) with all of the latest gear.
1: He says that it's not what she thinks and that he is going to start forwarding all of his voicemails to her uh, because he, I guess, is on the run and uh can't check them uh audi phones ian again and threatens to call the police if he doesn't call them back okay Uh,
0: i mean i probably if i were an audi dealership and someone stole a car i probably would call the cops first
1: and then uh nisha and ian have a phone conversation where he says that this german thief that they put away in one of the like easter egg videos whose name is Gunter. Hell yeah. Uh, but he thinks that uh, Gunter put uh, information, uh, like hid information in the cars possibly. Uh, and his like little website archive, players find out has security footage of Gunter being arrested at a shipping warehouse full of cars uh so so Ian says, Hey, I think that he hid something in the car in some of these cars somehow, and it, it's information about this other job that he was gonna pull. So I stole the A3 from his people uh to figure out what he's planning.
0: So Gunter is a super thief who is trying to put together a heist And to put that together, he's leaving clues in the backs of Audis everywhere. Yes. And so in order to stop him, we're going to steal the Audis to get the clues so that we can do the super heist before Gunter does?
1: No, we have to stop him from doing the heist. Oh,
0: never mind. We're going to stop him from doing the heist. Sorry. Oh, right. We're counter thieves. That's right. I forgot about that.
1: But we are stealing from Audis. This
0: is the we're, this is the ultimate counter theft, where you steal a car to prevent someone else <laughs> from stealing two cars.
1: Absolutely. You know Sorry, I'm,
0: like, I'm playing too much uh, too many games where I get to be the heist person because I'm like, oh. yeah, we're gonna we're gonna counter heist, and it's like, no, 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 <laughs> we're gonna stop heists. Are bad, Andrew. I forgot
1: stealing bad. <laughs> Another cool tie in thing that happened around this time was that. Um, April 2nd-ish uh, was the New York Auto show uh, where Audi was supposed to show the A3. Um, and some of the ARG players were like, oh, I wonder if the A3 that was stolen in New York was the one that was supposed to be shown. Um, and so one of them went to the show and talked to the staff, and the staff were like, yeah, it was supposed to be here, uh, but then on the 31st, we took it to this dealership, uh, and it went to like a photo shoot, and we haven't seen it since. And Audi actually put signs up that were like, hey, if you know anything about where this A3 went, call us.
0: So at an industry trade show, instead of showing off their new car, they promoted their ARG to promote the car?
1: yes i'm
0: buying an audi i love this company
1: <laughs> isn't that like bongers?
0: okay hats off to like an interesting ad campaign that's very neat yeah the 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 follow-through of saying we were going to show it off at a major car convention and then we didn't Also, we could continue the game is very buck wild to me and i'm very into it good work team yeah
1: They went, like, all in on this one, which I personally am here for.
0: All right. So all corporations are bad except Audi. Audi's great.
1: Yeah. Audi's fine. Audi's great. Um, And then the players, uh, with this information, they go through Ian's email and they find out that he also had a press pass to the auto show under the alias John McGill.
0: I bet he did it.
1: Well, we know that he stole the car.
0: I know, but I want to sound smart.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, April 4th, Audi calls Nisha. Uh, they offer her a job getting the A3 back from Ian, and she accepts. Uh, they say, okay, we're going to make you drive uh, your own A3, um, but we're going to equip it with a tracking device so that we know where you are. Uh, she reluctantly agrees, And the message on the wanted flyer for Ian now goes to a voicemail where they can leave uh, Nisha voicemails telling her where Ian is. And the players have a decent idea of where he is because they can still see his emails and stuff. And they kind of wonder... Privately on the forums and stuff, if they should tell her where he is and like how that will affect the plot of the ARG, so
0: so Ian steals an Audi A three, and is like, I'm gonna take this somewhere, but you aren't gonna be able to follow me. And so Audi teams up with um, Nisha to say, you know what, we need to catch an A three that's equipped with all the hottest features. <laughs> is a second A three that's equipped with all the hottest features correct here you this is the fast and the furious eight it absolutely is is that one one that's out yet i actually have no idea
1: i don't know maybe
0: it's nine maybe it's 12 who knows at this point so she's gonna drive cross-country with a tracker to see if she can track down the other guy with an audi who secretly has a tracker because we can access his email yes okay i like this
1: so the next day is april 5th uh There's a new phone call between Ian and Nisha. Ian says that he thinks uh, Gunter put something in the Bluetooth files of the car, um, but he can't figure out how to get to them. And uh, Nisha tries to get Ian to come home, uh, but he says that he won't until he can prove that he's right and he didn't just, like, steal a car for no reason.
0: (laughs) He stole a car for a very good reason. (laughs) Okay.
1: Uh, And he also mentions that he is staying with a friend. Uh, Nisha emails back and forth with some of the players and some of her, like, in-game friends uh, and says that she thinks that he's with, like, this college friend of his in Connecticut uh, and that she's gonna head up to Connecticut Ian confirms uh, in his own files that he is still in New Jersey, where he lives, (laughs) and that he basically said that he was with a friend because he knew that she was going to, like, drive all the way up to Connecticut. (laughs) Uh, He also talks to this hacker friend of his in France, who is, like, a reoccurring character, Okay, uh, who gives him information on how, like, German Bluetooth frequencies are different from American Bluetooth frequencies, which I don't know if that's a made-up thing.
0: Yeah, I don't know enough about Bluetooth frequencies to tell you one way or the other, so I'll just have to believe you on that one.
1: Yeah. Uh, the next day, April 6th, uh, Ian emails Nisha and says, Hey, uh, I'm not in Connecticut, by the way, Uh you shouldn't bother my friend anymore. (laughs) Uh, He also cracks the Bluetooth. He gets a decryption program and an extremely low contrast pic of a Audi uh, VIN as seen through a windshield. So a a VIN is something that I didn't know about cars until I started reading about this ARG. Oh, yeah? Uh, It's basically a serial number so it's a vehicle identification number and it's like a serial number specific to a car and Mm -hmm. it lets you track like who manufactured the car like what specifications it was built to and um you can also use it to track, like, where a car was shipped after it was made.
0: Yeah, you can also, I'm in the process of buying a car right now, uh, so I'm buying one used and I was able to use that number to track uh, whether that specific car had gone in for, like, uh, recall stuff from the manufacturers.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's what they're usually used for, actually.
0: So they're very useful things when you're buying yes. and selling cars. But yeah, that's a that's a thing.
1: Yep. Uh, the players tell Nisha where Ian is, and she emails him to be like, "Hey, your friends ratted you out."
0: <laughs> what? Okay. Then he's gonna be like, "Okay, bye." Yeah. You're in Connecticut. I'm not going to be here anymore. <laughs> uh,
1: he talks to his hacker friend in France, and he realizes that Gunter put different information in every uh, Audi that he stole, and that uh, when you put them together, it probably like forms the full picture of what the heist is supposed to be. Uh, and so Ian emails Nisha and asks her for 48 hours to, like, figure out a game plan for that, and, like, what exactly is going on. Uh, he tells his friend that he is gonna head to Pittsburgh to track the car with the VIN that he found, uh, and... Uh, Players email Nisha the same VIN so that she can also track it for Audi. Okay. So that's all like the first seven days of the ARG. It's
0: just a big cat and mouse game. Yeah. Okay, so Ian stole an Audi uh, because he thinks that Gunter is putting plans in other Audis in order to uh, plan a super heist. And so he is going to take his stolen Audi, uh, equipped with all the newest features, and he is going to track down Gunter, get the clues and stop him. Yes. Meanwhile, uh, Nisha has been contacted by Audi and they've decided the only way to stop a bad guy with an Audi is by using a good guy with an Audi. Uh, (laughs) so they gave her an Audi and said, go track down Ian and his Audi and bring it back. Um, said the word Audi more in the past five minutes than I have in my entire life.
1: <laughs> yeah, we better be getting some kind of corporate sponsorship for this. Yeah, this
0: week's episode is sponsored by Audi.
1: <laughs> also, meanwhile, uh, Virgil has just been kind of like posting on his website on the side being like, I'm making my game, guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I fr- I fr- it's been five minutes and I already forgot about Virgil. Okay. Okay. The only
1: yeah. thing... The only thing that the players really know about Virgil at this point is that he's, like, kind of full of himself as a game designer, and he's also, like, obsessed with Nisha. Oh, and that he has a dead wife.
0: He has a- of course he does. That's his motivation. Yeah. <sighs> oh, man. I could get a Audi A3 from 2005 <laughs> for about 4K.
1: Oh, boy. Well,
0: I think this is going to sum up what car I get next. <laughs> It's a good advertising strategy. You oh sold one God. today.
1: <laughs> so April 7th, uh Ian is confirmed to be in Pittsburgh. He messages Nisha asking for help because uh two of uh Gunter's guys, like his his goons, his men, uh who were at the dealership where Ian stole the first A3, uh have tracked him to his hotel and I actually have the Easter egg video of, of that happening, because oh, someone sent it to us and highly recommended that we watch it.
0: Okay, this is very well produced for what is essentially a guy trying to look cool. He's in 2005, so he's got the armband with an iPod, I think a nano <laughs> strapped to- yeah, there it is in close-up, an iPod nano strapped to it with headphones in, like trance dancing around his room except Uh it's it's not trance music it's like honestly it's what audi would think trance music would look like this is incredible and then two guys that look like they just stepped off the set of goodfellas come in to try and track him down
1: (laughs) there's just a lot happening here
0: this is incredible this looks like this looks like a direct to tv movie it really does and there were like a bunch of these videos yeah like i i mean that in a good way um like it's very high quality high production value it's funded by audi so of course it's gonna look good but like i wouldn't be surprised seeing this on tv yeah it it wouldn't be a good movie but like it's functionally put together
1: Uh, there's some good fake hacking towards the end. Oh
0: good, I'm gonna jump ahead then. Oh man. Entering hotel subsystem. Enter password at prompt. Master override login recognized. Please choose subsystem command. Heating and cooling, billing and finance, and fire control system. These are things that are definitely not tied to a computer system that can be hacked. And now he's blaring elevator music at these guys. This is incredible. Okay, and then uh, the guy shoots a speaker. Yeah. And then lastresortretrieval.com. Re- last Alright, so we are on the run. We've escaped some goons.
1: Yes. Uh, also, Virgil keeps trying to email Nisha about the video game that he's making about her to get her opinions on it. But she's like, hey, I have more important stuff to do. And, like, kind of blows him off.
0: hey. Hey. Hey, come check out the video game. Hey. (laughs) Have I told you about my wife? (laughs) Okay. Alright. So goons are coming for Ian.
1: Yes. So April 8th, uh, the in-game site that was keeping track of the story, which is Stolen A3, is like, hey guys, I got this hot tip about uh, the night that the A3 was stolen by Ian and posts um like in-game security camera footage of Gunther's men being at the um at the dealership when Ian is like stealing the car.
0: Uh-oh. Okay, so Yeah. there probably are clues in this car.
1: There probably are clues in the car. Whoa. Uh, April 9th, Ian and Nisha finally meet up. Ian tells his French hacker friend that they are going to break into the place in Pittsburgh where he thinks the next uh, A3 with, like, clues on it is. Nisha asks Virgil for help getting the decryption software that Ian was using off of the stolen A3 and, uh, Nisha and Ian get their hands on the next A3, they break into it and they get an SD card.
0: So if I'm Gunter, Yes? I'm planning a heist and I say, Is he stealing the cars?
1: Um, no. He was caught and arrested in the warehouse where the cars were.
0: So, I'm trying to figure out Gunter's plan. Uh Uh-huh. I'm putting together a super heist. I need to get people yes. involved. So I need to get clues out in a way that is... sneakerit. And the sneaker way that I'm going to do that... <laughs> is by breaking into warehouses and putting clues into certain cars? And you'll know it's the right car because it's an Audi A3. The top-of-the-line best model we can get.
1: Well, and of course, because each car's files lead to the VIN of the next car.
0: Ah, so how... If I'm an elite person that Gunter wants involved with his super heist? Uh-huh. <laughs> what am I supposed to do?
1: Well, I that's the question.
0: <laughs> what if I'm a Saab guy? <laughs> or I'm built forward tough? Like what do I just not get to participate in the super heist?
1: I mean, I think I think the point is that, like, only Gunther knows where the plans for this are, so that, like, once he's out of jail, he just, like, goes and collects the plans and then recruits people for his heist.
0: Okay, sure, so he's hidden this information so that he can retrieve it later. I guess yeah. that makes sense. But it's in random warehouses. Okay. S- I will give it the benefit of the doubt that it needs. Yeah. Okay.
1: Like yeah like he probably has a list of all the cars that he has to find and he vaguely probably knows where they all are maybe
0: sure well it's like it's like it's like in video games when you break into the final boss's place and it's like great you need to find the three secret keys in order to proceed forward and it's like does every henchman need to do that if they need to go to the bathroom like (laughs) anyways so we found the first car and we found an sd an sd card on it
1: Yes. Uh so the next day, Ian realizes that the players playing the ARG can see all of his Anisha's files,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but
1: he He's doesn't actually. Us. But he doesn't actually do anything about it.
0: <laughs> They're yeah, onto us. Just, Neat.
1: I think he. I think he just like puts an email in his inbox. Is like, yeah. I mean, I know you're here. <laughs> Um,
0: Didn't even ask him to stop. Like, no. some hacker he is.
1: He um. So instead, what he does is um. Nisha proposes that they use the players to help them find out what Gunter is up to, sure. and uh is like, hey, we're gonna put the SD card files up. If you find anything, uh, like post it on the forum of the like in game summary website okay. uh, one of the images in the sd card files has another vin in it uh ian is able to pull the shipping info and finds that that car is being shipped to atlanta uh and subsequently okay. nisha says hey uh we may need your help in atlanta watch for like i'll put up a classified ad that will tell you like when and where to meet Okay, so April eleventh uh, the players find a monster dot com ad in Morse code That's written cool. by Nietzsche. It decodes to calling all retrievers, one of your own needs help on Saturday, April sixteenth, email for details retrievers at lastresortretrieval.com dot com by five p m April twelfth, two thousand and five. Okay. Uh, Virgil emails Nisha and gives her the passcode for two encrypted files on the SD card, which are PDFs that basically talk about this heist operation that uh, Gunter was working on in Italy before he was arrested. Okay. The rest of the SD card files, uh, once the players manage to like decode them and work through the puzzles. So here's the thing about this ARG. Um it was very hard to find uh what the puzzles were and the process of actually decoding them.
0: Okay, because all of it's lost time.
1: Yeah. But I know that every SD card had puzzles, and then once they decoded those puzzles they got more information on the heist. Okay. So Like, there were hidden files on every SD card that had a bunch of stuff related to the heist. So this SD card had various, like, ads and receipts in German, uh, photos of Florence, Italy, and also photos of a town in Pennsylvania.
0: Okay. Florence is also the name of my hometown, so shout out. For a second I was like, why are they in Florence, Kentucky? (laughs) Florence, y'all
1: uh april 12th ian starts to head to atlanta uh he takes a detour into memphis tennessee because gunter's men are tracking him uh he has a fight with nisha over the phone about it which is how the players subsequently find out about it uh nisha writes in her like little online journal uh in her files yeah her little her, her little live journal Uh, that she is suspicious of Ian. Uh, Players start to suspect Virgil of being up to no good because he just keeps being like generally creepy to Nisha.
0: Counterpoint, he's a dude making a video game about her, so he's probably not on the up and up, just in general.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, April 13th, Nisha has a phone call with Virgil. Uh, She says that in Atlanta, she's going to hang around nearby to supervise the quote-unquote retrievers, who are just players. Uh, Ian emails Nisha a list of approved retrievers, which is like players who signed up to do the live event.
0: Sure, from the, the monster post. Yeah. Okay.
1: April 14th, uh, Nisha goes to this car show in Atlanta where the A3 was supposed to be shown. Uh, she comes back with the news that the A3 wasn't there. The Audi people don't know anything about it when she talks to them. But Ian sends Nisha security footage. He hacks into the, like, security database or whatever. Uh, and the security footage has Gunter's men on it. Uh, Ian freaks out and says that he's not going to Atlanta. Nisha's like, alright, well then where are you gonna go? Like, you need to help me out here. Uh... She also emails the people going to the live event, asking what their skills are.
0: (laughs) So Gunter has another car. Yes. This monster keeps buying Audis. These beautiful examples of ingenuity and gorgeous car design. What a monster. He has to be stopped, (laughs) Marn.
1: He really does.
0: We can't keep letting him get away with this.
1: April 15th, uh, the players talk to Ian via email. Uh, they say, hey, what if Gunter's men put like a GPS thing on your stolen car like Nisha's has from Audi? He's like, Uh-oh. oh, that's a smart idea. Uh, they probably did do that. And he starts searching for a way to remove that tracker without like disrupting the whole system of the car sure
0: it's a well-built system you wouldn't want to destroy it
1: yeah well he also doesn't want to wipe i think like whatever information might be on there
0: oh sure sure sure. yeah
1: good uh nisha figures out where the next a3 has been taken uh and sends details about the live event to the players who are going to be there uh, including that sh- it might end up being live-streamed to the players who aren't there.
0: I want to back up for just a second. Are these... So the car shows that the players are going to, are those free to enter? I don't know. Or are they just like... I guess the first one you'd have to pay to get in, but is it just like, hey, great, you are playing the ARG, you get free tickets to this car show.
1: There, well, there is a lot of stuff for this that they got, like, the players got free tickets to, to in order to do a live event there.
0: Oh, okay. So it's okay. extremely possible. So maybe. Um, Damn.
1: So maybe. Uh, the 16th, uh, which is the day of the live meet, uh, Nisha sets up webcams, emails in to confirm that she set up the webcam so that the other players can watch. Uh, she meets the three players who came out for it at a waffle house uh, to give them the plan. She hands out phones to them, which were like I, they were kind of like blackberries. like it's a brand that doesn't exist anymore, but they were kind of like blackberries and like the smartphones of 2005. They just uh, give them out. Yeah, she gives them to all three players and it's like, alright, here's how it's gonna go down. We're all gonna be on a conference call, like, the whole time you're doing this. Uh, I need you to infiltrate this dealership. Uh, I need one of you to be a lookout, one to be a distraction, and one to actually get inside the A3 and, like, search it for clues. Oh,
0: shit. That's super cool.
1: I know. And, That's- like, obviously... Obviously, like out of game, the people at the dealership were probably in on it, but like still super cool. That's
0: very cool. Um, I, I wanna I wanna set a little bit of um set a record straight real quick. Uh, Marn, when we launch the ARG to kill all other ARGs, uh, I wanna set it straight that we probably will not be giving out cell phones to participants. Just don't don't set your hearts on that, guys.
1: Or like telling them to break into car dealerships. I
0: will be telling you to do that, uh, but it won't be sanctioned and i will deny everything
1: (laughs) so yeah so the these three players are tasked with getting into the dealership distracting the people who work there so that one of them can just like fumble around inside this real life (laughs) actual car and search for clues (laughs)
0: that's incredible
1: i know the player whose job it was to search the car, I read an account of it on Unforum, uh, and apparently they had a lot of trouble finding the SD card. Dead drops
0: um, never go well.
1: Yeah, until, because uh, they were all on a conference call, so Nisha was like, hey, check this extremely obscure place. Um, And they did, and of course it was there.
0: Maybe look under the seat? Are you <laughs> sure you've checked under the seat? No, the other seat. <laughs> what part of passenger side don't you understand?
1: Um, so they get the SD card, they give it to Nisha. they get to keep the phones. Oh, and yeah? they get little last resort retrieval pins. Okay. I'm gonna actually look up how much this phone cost in 2005. <laughs> I'm just curious. So it was a Palm Treo six hundred and fifty.
0: A Palm Treo six
1: hundred
0: and fifty. Um, Ooh, I just got a real blast of the past. You can get it today for nineteen ninety five on eBay.
1: Wow, it seems like it would probably be more than that, but I can't find what it was going for in two thousand five. Apparently they had some kind of deal with Audi where you could Bluetooth it specifically to Audi models or something like that.
0: Okay, that's... That makes sense that they'd have a couple that they could give out. Yeah. That's cool. I'm trying to find... Hold on, I want to hit you with something, if I can. Okay, darn. They don't say it in a way that's... uh Interesting, or that hits you with this. uh Guess how much this cost at launch?
1: How much?
0: This was published February first, two thousand five, which means that they got brand new smartphones for this. This phone, which you can now buy for twenty bucks on eBay, cost five hundred and forty nine ninety nine.
1: Jesus, God!
0: They gave, they gave out fifteen hundred dollars worth out, of phones to these players.
1: They gave out a lot of these during this. Uh, they give out more this oh yes they do
0: <laughs> holy shit okay
1: they give out at least eight of these
0: this is a 550 and fifty dollar phone
1: jesus
0: <laughs> how,
1: how like how much money did they budget for this arg <laughs> and this is 2005 args weren't really a thing then
0: this is incredible
1: this is wild!
0: Okay. This is apparently a pretty good phone, though, looking at the looking at the review.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: Alright, so we're giving out phones. We found a thing in the car, uh, and they got to keep the phones.
1: Yeah, and they got pins. Uh, so they give the SD card to Nisha. Um, later in the day, Ian puts the zip file of the contents up on the website. Uh, he posts a password for the zip. Uh, the zip contains another Audi V.I.N. Uh, the SD card also has schematics of this gallery called the Uffizi Gallery, which I believe is a real gallery. Yes, it is. Uh,
0: that, is an, that is an art museum in Florence, Italy, known for a it painting is. of a dwarf in the last room. That's oh the one. My God. That's the, that's oh the my one. That's the one. I couldn't remember the name, that's... but that's the one. <laughs>
1: That's incredible. We've come full circle. We've come full
0: circle, y'all. <laughs> uh, yeah, we that have... is the... That's a major uh, art art uh, museum in Florence, Italy.
1: <laughs> we have to stop our podcast.
0: <laughs> We're the ARG.
1: We're the ARG. This was Art of the Heist all along. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so it has schematics of that gallery, including... Um, Photos of the security guards and notes on the routes that the security guards take through the museum.
0: Okay, so we, it looks like we're going to hit up the Uffizi. We're going to get some good yeah. paintings.
1: Uh, April 17th is mostly just a cool-down day from the live event. Uh, Virgil sends Ian an email that's just like, hey, we need to talk.
0: Dun-dun-dun.
1: April 18th, uh, Virgil and Ian have a confrontation on the
0: phone. Ooh.
1: Virgil accuses Ian of having a secret agenda and points out that the... Uh, there, so, the front page of the Last Resort retrieval website is just, like, a slideshow of, like, various works of art. Um, okay. Virgil points out that... Most, if not all of the art in the slideshow matches uh works of art in the effizi gallery,
0: oh shit uh
1: accuses Ian of being in on the heist uh, and obviously Ian is like, no, i'm not I'm not in on the heist
0: <laughs> in Ian's defense, that's kind of like. I don't know. It's kind of like all of the art being in the Louvre, and then being like, "Oh, yeah. they're gonna hit the Louvre," and it's like, "Well, <laughs> it's just kind of where the art is." Like,
1: yeah, yeah. Maybe he really likes that museum.
0: Maybe. I trust. And... I trust Ian.
1: Yeah, I trust Ian.
0: He steals cars for good reasons. He's good people.
1: <laughs> and uh, Nisha gets a message from Audi asking her for a progress report. Okay. Uh, April 19th, Nisha actually talks to someone from Audi on the phone. Uh, she says that they've been putting flyers up, uh, accusing Ian of stealing from them in a bunch of different cities, and she's mad about it. Okay. Uh, even though Ian definitely did steal a car. <laughs> Uh, Virgil emails Nisha, says, hey, I think that Ian is very suspicious. Um. Okay. Nisha tells Ian that she still trusts him, but he's on thin ice, basically. All right. Uh, Ian tells Nisha that he can't get into the shipping database anymore, where he was looking up, like, the VINs. Um the players start speculating that they might be on their own for looking up the next VIN and, like, finding the next car. Hmm. But Ian basically tells them to hang tight. Like, it's just... They just gotta wait. And they're like, oh, okay, we're just, like, in a waiting period. <laughs> um, the last thing that happens is that a source who goes by the name Worry sends uh, a file to the in-game, like, summary website of Gunter. It's an, it's an audio file of Gunter trying to tell someone where he hid stolen information. Hmm. So um, a lot of players suspect that Worry is, like, an in-game source, but they're also, like, someone who posts on the forums, so no one knows for sure.
0: That's a no-no.
1: Yeah. Well, they post on, like, the in-game, like, forum oh okay okay
0: not not okay gotcha
1: gotcha okay not on unforum uh april 20th ian talks to his (laughs) french yeah 420 blaze it sorry uh he talks to his french hacker friend who says that maybe he missed something in the new sd card uh and that they're going to look at the sd card for him um They find a hidden zip in the SD card files, but they can't crack it with, like, a password brute force algorithm. Okay. Uh, the players eventually manage to crack it. Uh, they find a text file and two locked zips, uh, which end up being invitations to a party at coachella which they think is gonna be the next a3 location
0: holy shit the the music festival yeah damn yeah who played at coachella 2005
1: that's a good question are you looking it up
0: (laughs) okay two headliners Uh uh-huh can you name can you guess them one of them is a band that we've mentioned on this podcast before. Big in
1: 2005. Big in 2005?
0: I don't know. The two front runners or the, the two headliners, are Coldplay and Nine Inch Nails.
1: Oh, shit.
0: It also features...
1: I was going to say U2, which is close enough to Coldplay. <laughs>
0: Uh, this also features notable acts are uh, Weezer, Snow Patrol, Block Party, uh, let's see, Spoon. It's a name I haven't heard oh. in a while. Uh, the Kills, not to be confused with The Killers. Gene uh, Grey, who I did not know was active back in 2005. That's very cool. Uh, Junkie XL. MIA. Dresden Dolls. Tegan and Sarah.
1: Tegan and Sarah are good. I like them.
0: Yeah, I'm not giving them shit. I just, it's it's very weirdly written here because the, oh, they have my favorite band, The Arcade Fire. <laughs> this is before uh, before Justin Timberlake went to them and said, "Drop the the." Uh, oh I'm excited. God. Junkie XL is going to be here. This is what thirteen years before he does the soundtrack to my favorite movie. All right, so we're going to Coachella. We're gonna see Coldplay and Nine Inch Nails and The Arcade Fire. Hell yeah! Yeah. It's gonna be May first and April thirtieth.
1: Hell yeah! So, um, so yeah, they think that Coachella is gonna be it. God, that's like the most two thousand five lineup for yeah. A I looked at it. I've I was like, Ooh, that's a life. good
0: gear. Like it. I'm sure there are people that were big names that I just don't know from two thousand five. Someone's going to look this up and get mad at me because I don't know who Razor Light is or something like that. Anywho.
1: So, yes. So they get the Coachella imitations. Uh, the 21st and 22nd, uh, Nisha puts out more uh, Morse code classified ads for people in SoCal who can head to the Audi after-party at Coachella on April 3rd
0: <laughs> I'm sure that there were people there who were like, ugh, Audi is throwing a party at Coachella? That's not funk rock at all. Meanwhile, <laughs> Audi has, like, a cyberpunk thing going on where there are secret clues to solve a fake art yeah. heist. Like, I think that's very funny.
1: It's very cool. Um... The mysterious user known as Worry uh, writes Ian an email that says, I know what you did. And players start to think that Worry might be Virgil in secret.
0: Shitty video gamer guy.
1: Nisha, the players go to Nisha and they say, hey, this Worry person is contacting Ian. Uh, We don't know who they are she apparently knows who they are and says that ian uh talking to them is very bad and tells the players that they should talk to ian and distract him from talking to worry
0: huh okay
1: uh worry's email to ian has a zip file full of puzzles attached um each puzzle uh when it is decoded becomes a list of street hmm. intersections um in one of the ten cities where the Audi like wanted flyers are located
0: okay, cool yeah
1: uh april twenty third and twenty fourth players try to talk to Ian who gets annoyed with them and says that he does not want their help with his personal life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm doing fine. I've only stolen two cars so far.
1: <laughs> Virgil confirms that he will be at the Coachella operation. Uh, he is nervous about going uh, because he thinks that it's going to be dangerous. Uh, Nisha basically says, hey, suck it up and be a good sport. <laughs> uh, Nisha talks more with the players, calls Worry her, and they're like, how do you know that Worry is a her?" Uh, she says that Worry is probably a "quote unquote" gamer like the players.
0: <laughs> Called shot. That's going to be wrong. I bet Worry is Virgil's ex uh, dead wife, <laughs> his ghost wife. His ghost wife coming back to haunt Ian for some reason.
1: Uh, the twenty fifth, Ian talks to his friend Will, who from all the way back in the beginning. Uh, Will says, hey, there are all these posters around calling you a car thief. What's up with that, Ian? Uh, (laughs) He also says that he has a package uh, for Ian that he needs to get to him. Uh, The players in their own time on Unforum uh, kind of waffle over if they should tell Ian that they have all the street names where the flyers are. Um, and they find out that Ian is driving through Texas possibly en route to meet Nisha at Coachella okay April 26th uh, these,
0: sorry these flyers that the players are finding are these the one like the wanted posters for Ian
1: yeah I think okay. so that's what I gathered okay and they're not really like clues they just like have the... like, phone number and stuff on them. Okay. Uh, April 26th, Gunter leaves Nisha a voicemail.
0: Ooh. Saying
1: that he has broken out of prison and will be at Coachella. Okay. Uh, Ian tells Nisha that Gunter is probably bluffing. Uh, Gunter's men call Ian on the phone And they confirm that they were following him, but they are now uh, heading to Coachella instead, possibly to meet up with Gunter. Uh, Ian pulls a German article saying that Gunter stabbed a prison guard and escaped while he was being transported between prisons. Oh, damn. Nisha suggests to the players that one of them go to New York and get uh, the package that Ian's DJ friend Will has, but that they probably shouldn't tell Ian about it.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: And Audi starts airing TV commercials about the missing A3.
0: Okay. So they're just like, Hey, we got a car. It's really good. You'd see it if some asshole hadn't stolen it.
1: Yeah. And they have, and, and the, the, um, The TV spots, I think, also have the phone number where you can, like, call and, like, leave a tip. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: Damn. See, this is... For as as much as, like, a corporate ARG can get a bad rap, the cool thing about it is that, like... It's still fictional, but once something is bled into the real world of having actual commercials airing on television... That's when things start getting really cool to me.
1: Yeah, I, you I can't, agree. You,
0: you can't do that with a game that you don't have a Audi sized budget for.
1: You really can't.
0: That's very cool.
1: Yeah, I super appreciate that they like made full use of their budget on this one.
0: Yeah, they could have, they could have half asked this at any point, and they're really not. I'm not normally one to be this like glowy on a company, but. They're doing a really cool job with this game.
1: Yeah, they went, like... They they just went hard on this one for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, I... Yeah.
1: It's weird. It's, like, weird that a company would spend so much on something, like, so comparatively little. Mm-hmm. Like...
0: I know there's... I, I know I've seen ARGs that are made to promote things die out in the past because they're for you know by the time you're two months in it's for like 20 people that we're gonna buy the thing anyways like yeah so it's very cool that they're and the weird thing is that like i i don't know i can't maybe i don't know maybe getting 20 people to consider buying an audi more is gonna be really helpful but like i feel like an audi is too expensive of a thing to buy because you like the ad campaign they did for it yeah but what do i know maybe this maybe they sold a lot of audis this way
1: i don't know I I think like no one involved with the ARG actually like bought an Audi or like intended to. <laughs> uh, I do. <laughs> they might have honestly just done it for like the publicity of like, hey, we're doing this like absolutely wild thing.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna win an award this year at the at <laughs> the ad showcase, and then next year we'll do you know, regular ads for the A4 or whatever. Yeah.
1: I think the A4 was already out when they were doing this.
0: I don't know how cars get named.
1: I don't know either. So, yeah, so they do the, the TV spots. April 27th, uh, Nisha gets a Morse code voicemail that decodes to Package drop in place, Equipment secured, Continue diversion. Okay. Uh, she tells players not to skip the uh, New York meetup to get Ian's package for any reason. Okay. And Virgil makes a blog post about it being the 12th anniversary of his wife's death.
0: Okay, Virgil.
1: <laughs> uh, the 29th is the New York package drop. Uh, two players go. They get the package from Will. Um, it is a SD card with info dossiers on Gunter's henchmen, and they find out about them, and this is what I've been waiting all week to tell you. Uh, Okay. Their names are Roger and Trent, and Roger's nicknames include Roger Murder, (laughs) Roger Murder... (laughs) <laughs> Which is the best name for any character In an ARG ever
0: That's the toughest guy in our crew Oh yeah what's his name Well his real name's Roger You know what we call him <laughs> Roger, Roger Murder, Murder.
1: <laughs> Oh All God. Right. But he has other nicknames Roger. Oh good Roger Murder was just the one that I wanted to get out of the way up front. Uh, <sighs> his other nicknames are Roger Heavy Hands. Okay. <laughs> Roger the Maniac.
0: Ooh, getting edgy on this one.
1: And, <laughs> and Roger Meat. <laughs>
0: roger meat yeah. yes we got roger the life disrespector logging on <laughs> <laughs> oh does, does does trent have any cool nicknames nope just okay he's just trent <laughs> he's just trent These are my buddies. This is Roger. You can call him Roger Murder, Roger Heavy Hands, Roger the Maniac, or Roger Me. And this is Trent. (laughs) He just goes by Trent. Oh, this is incredible. (sighs) Roger Roger, Murder. Roger Roger Murder is the name that you pull out at the last second for your (laughs) D&D campaign. Because your players like you forgot your player could travel through walls, and then you're like, oh shit, he stumbled onto the crime scene while the guy's still here. (laughs) They're like, who are you? He's like, I'm Roger Murder.
1: I just want to know who pitched this to, like, the Audi people. (laughs) (laughs) Like, okay, two two of the characters in this story that we're telling are Roger and Trent. But Roger's name is actually Roger Murder.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Someone had to, like, run this by, like, a boardroom of Audi people.
0: (laughs) My God. Oh. (laughs) So we know our enemies. So we know our enemies. Trent and Roger Murder.
1: So April 30th is when everything goes absolutely sideways. Okay. So April 30th is the Coachella meetup. Okay. Um, I read numerous accounts of this, and it's very hard to tell what happened when, but I put the order of events together as well as I could going from several different accounts. Okay. So the morning of the event... Worry emails Ian a video of them stalking Nisha at Coachella. Okay. The players are like, oh, maybe Worry is Virgil, maybe it's one of Gunter's guys, we should be on the lookout just in case anything happens.
0: Well, they think Worry is a woman, right? Because it's Virgil's dead ghost wife.
1: They are unsure if that's the truth, but they're like, we should be on the lookout anyway. Um, they go to Coachella. I think it's five players. Um, yes, it is. Cause they ended up being called the Coachella five in a, okay. in subsequent retellings. Uh, there is a webcast of the live meetup like there was for Atlanta, but it only broadcasts for a couple minutes before it turns off completely. Uh, so the players who are sitting at home waiting to be like, hey, what's going down at Coachella? Um, Only see like a couple minutes of basically nothing happening and then the web feed turns <laughs> off.
0: <laughs> for the record uh assuming that audi paid for this uh five players at coachella prices in 2005 is 400 dollars.
1: oh my god well not as expensive as the phones that they got not as
0: expensive as a single phone but someone uh pitched us on twitter and said like if you could do anything for an arg what would you do and i never even thought about like okay for a second i was like great my arg is gonna be like healthcare, everyone gets it, here you go (laughs) infinite budget, no takesies-backsies but never in my wildest dreams did I think, yeah, and then we'll buy six iPhone Xs uh, (laughs) and give those to the players as they need them for clues Um, and then we'll send them to E3, we'll probably get their plane tickets too Um, like, I never even thought of that that's,
1: it's wild it's
0: crazy, it's wild how much is getting spent on this
1: oh So, the five players show up at Coachella. Uh, They get their phones. They don't actually see Nisha. They meet up with a contact of hers named Mike, whose name is spelled M-Y-K-E, for the record.
0: Okay, of course. Uh, We're talking about hackers here.
1: Yeah. They're told uh, they're going to rendezvous with him later, uh, but later comes and... Coachella has famously bad cell phone reception. Okay. Uh, so they ca- the players can't get in contact with Mike, they can't really get in contact with each other. So the group of five players decides, "Hey, we know that we're going to the Audi after party. Why don't we go early and check out the A3 that's there and see if we can find like the SD card that we know that we're looking for
0: okay so they their plan is we're going to have to break into this car eventually we might as well do it now yeah there's a reason that you don't do it now and that's because doing it now is a crime (laughs) instead of what we're going to do later which is a fake pretend crime hmm Dead drops are always a bad idea. Dead drops
1: are always a bad idea. That's, I think, the one thing that we've learned from doing this
0: podcast. <laughs> ARGs are great when no one ever meets.
1: <laughs> ARGs are great when none of the players have to interact with each other in, like, a physical public space.
0: <laughs> I do think it's one thing where, like, if you're online in a Discord server, it's easy to have your suspension of disbelief and be like... yeah. This is all a game. It doesn't really matter. Like, you know, yeah. like, we can do this. But then you get in the real world and it's like, oh, that's the prop car. Let's break into it. And it's like, <laughs> no, 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 If you were actually doing the things you were doing in the game, that's called hacking and it's bad. Um, you're doing it in pretend, so it's fine. But if it was really happening, you'd go to prison if you got caught. Yeah. And now you're in the real world doing, like, real world hacking, which is just physical crimes. So, I love we're... ARGs. ARGs are so good, Mar.
1: <laughs> They're so good. Granted, I think that the Audi employees at the after party were in on it, but obviously the, pe- the like, real-life people who were attending the party weren't.
0: Right. And there's still a case of, like, hi, I'm John Audi. I'm working security for this Audi after party at Coachella. I know that at 4.30, some players are going to come up, and I have a thing ready to go where, like, even though I'm security, I'm going to quote-unquote look away from the car at 4.30 so that they can do a little thing. It's a little demonstration for part of their ad campaign. Sure. That doesn't mean that at 3 p.m. I'm going to let people break into the car. Right. <sighs> okay.
1: Okay. So, from here, uh, the Coachella Five go into the after party, they hang out for a while, and um, the so this was weird because uh from one of the accounts that I read, it sounded like the actor who played Mike was there at the party and they tried to like pick his pocket for the mission dossier because they wanted okay. to know what exactly they were supposed to be doing.
0: Great, so the way that we're gonna solve this boss fight in DD. Uh, John, you're gonna distract Andrew so that I can steal his DM <laughs> notes.
1: Basically. Um, okay. So Nisha, that was when she cut the live stream and was like, "All right, I'm gonna go and like regroup the players." Um. And then something really interesting happens. Okay. Which is a case of. Both, like, player improvisation and actor improvisation, the likes of which I don't think I've ever seen in an ARG before. Okay. So, Gunter's men show up to the Audi party, and the players recognize them, and they're, like, searching around this A3, and Gunter's guys... Come up to them, and one of the players brought a fake SD card and gives it to them.
0: Okay.
1: And so they leave, but Ian and Nisha, who are also there, think that the players have double crossed them and they also bail.
0: Holy shit.
1: And so the Coachella Live event. Yeah, so the Coachella Live event ends with. The players are told to leave, like, Ian and Nisha bail, and they don't trust the players anymore. And it seems like this double cross has gone down, but it was actually, like, a huge misunderstanding. And the players just, like, didn't get a chance to explain it.
0: (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. This is why your game needs agency. A game needs to have decisions, and those decisions must matter.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Holy shit.
1: Uh-huh. Isn't that wild?
0: Did they ever get to search the car? No. Okay, so
1: so it w- it was speculated later that um if this hadn't happened, they either like wouldn't have found the SD card or like something would have happened that would have prevented them from getting it. But this was just like all of the actors involved saw an opportunity and like ran with it
0: okay wow that's okay so we've officially betrayed Ian and Nisha as far as they know Roger Murder shows up and we (laughs) act in his favor so Gunter thinks that we're on his side now so yeah we pretend to act on his favor so now we have only enemies yeah this sounds like a place to call it for today
1: yeah (laughs)
0: I'm very excited to see where this is moving forward.
1: Yeah, this is an ARG where I think, like, they put a lot of work into, like, the plot, but also into just, like, anticipating when the players were going to go completely off the rails and just kind of, like, running with it instead (laughs) of, like, trying to put the plot back on the rails.
0: I'm, I'm very excited to see where it goes forward from here.
1: I'm excited for you to find out. (laughs) We have all of May and June to go over yet.
0: All right. Well, then this will be part one of our two-parter, and we will go from here.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Holy shit. Oh, this is incredible.
1: Imagine having the forethought to bring a fake SD card to your (laughs) ARG Coachella party.
0: Damn. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i definitely would not have thought of that
0: no absolutely not this just makes me think of all the times as a dm where like someone says something and my brain just blue screens yeah and it's like you want to do what now like i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend to side with the bad guys and it's like you realize that in the real world you've just made two enemies right yeah oh this is great this oh, is great it's
1: so good
0: so, I feel like we should hold off on rating anything until we get to the end, because I feel yeah. like we prematurely rated the Adult Swim ARG and it blew up in our face.
1: <laughs> well, I feel so, like that. I feel like that one was different because it has very distinct like <laughs> chapters.
0: That's fair. <laughs> All right, we will hold off on that one for now. But do you want to get into recommendations?
1: Sure, let's do it.
2: Welcome to They, Them, Theirs, a monthly non-binary discussion podcast.
1: We're here, we're queer, let's
0: talk about it.
2: My name is Joe.
0: And my name is Rain.
2: We're non-binary, and once a month we sit down and we talk about gender. Gender. Gender.
1: (laughs) We talk about our experiences with gender expression, pronouns, and other
0: parts of the trans and non-binary experience.
2: We also talk about a lot of anime and music that we like and relate to.
0: And our cats. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. You can listen at theorangegroves.com or search they them theirs on your podcast app of choice.
1: Until next time, take care. And remember, nice gender.
0: Alright, um, so Marn, what is your recommendation for the week?
1: Um, so I was on a cross-country road trip last week and I didn't get to consume that much media. Uh, That said, I think my recommendation for this week is I just got Yoshi's Crafted World on the Switch, and it is the cutest and most relaxing game I've played in a really long time, and I'm just enjoying it as, like, having something to play for, like, an hour before I go to bed as, like, wind-down time.
0: That's like a Yoshi platformer, but everything's made out of, like, felt, right?
1: Yeah, it's like, so... It's like a like a standard like Yoshi's Island game, but everything in the game mm-hmm. is like made out of craft. So there's like levels where everything is made out of like little swirled pieces of paper, and there's like sheep that are made out of cardboard in the background, and you can actually like throw stuff at them and knock them down. It's really cute. I um, that sounds
0: really cute. Very yeah. Kitsch.
1: My girlfriend was saying that it's like a really cool way of like playing with a medium where like it's progressed so far that it's either you make it extremely like hyper realistic video game or you make something that's like hyper stylized
0: mm-hmm. it's just cute but it's like it's still kind of hyper realistic because it's like well it's hyper realistic yeah, stylized felt right that's
1: true yeah it is very like realistic looking paper and felt and stuff it's um, very cool But I'm really enjoying it. Nintendo made
0: a... Oh, go ahead.
1: They have, like, difficulty settings, which is bizarre for, like, a Yoshi's Island game. But they have, like... It's, like, a Zen mode, but not... It's called something else. But you can... It's just, like, an easier mode where you can just, like, go through the levels and, like, look at all the nice backgrounds and scenery and stuff. And I enjoy that.
0: (laughs) That's very cool. Yeah. More games should have something like that. Or, like, a photo mode. Like, I, I... Yeah, that's very cool.
1: It is very cool, and um, I'm enjoying it. It's a nice cool. little game. <laughs> cool. My other recommendation uh, this week is to wish me a happy birthday because this episode comes out the week of my birthday.
0: When is your birthday, Martin?
1: June 18th. So the 18th? this. Epi- yeah. So this will be out after. Uh, but if you haven't wished me a happy birthday yet on the 20th, I will accept it late. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The best way to wish Marn a, a late happy birthday is to subscribe to our Patreon. That's uh, true. <laughs> actually, uh, thank you to everyone that is um, I'm getting distracted here for a second, uh, but thank you to everyone that has donated to our uh, Patreon. We are at a very healthy number, and I am hard at work putting together uh, a uh, dramatic reading of Ben Drowned, thanks to you all.
1: Yeah, um, I'm I'm super excited about that, and it has a celebrity guest star on it.
0: It does uh we may have introduced them earlier in this episode
1: Ooh,
0: ooh! ooh. Um,
1: it's an outie it's,
0: it's it's roger murder <laughs> <laughs> roger murder plays ben <laughs> all right well my recommendation was gonna be to wish marna happy birthday uh, but Aww. since she so rudely stole that one from me uh My new recommendation um, is also a game that's on the Switch. Um, I have been playing a lot of a game called Slay the Spire uh, recently. Um, It's a game that's been out on PC for a little bit, uh, but it just came to consoles, I think. Or maybe it just came to the Switch. I don't keep up with release stuff as closely as I probably should. Um, But uh, it is a very neat video game that is... um, it is a roguelike dungeon crawler game where it's run based. you know, you start new at the start and each run takes uh, if it's fully successful, maybe an hour. Um, you know if you fail along the way, then you've only wasted 20 to 30 minutes uh, has been my experience so far um, as you dive deeper into this dungeon. but the cool thing about this game is that it is a uh, it is a deck builder game. Um, you start off with a deck that is just a bunch of, you know, uh, attack here, or defend, or whatever, and uh, you build a deck as you move along, crafting strategies and moving along from there. Um, I'm a big fan of deck builder board games uh, or card games, I guess technically. Um, my fiance and I are very big fans of the DC deck builder game uh, and uh, Clank, which is a like a board game mixed with a deck builder that's very fun. Um, but this is a video game that incorporates it very well and is a lot of fun to play. Uh, if you're into that kind of style of board games, I would definitely recommend checking it out.
1: Oh yeah, I just looked at the Steam page and it looks very cool.
0: I I will say, um, I really enjoy the core gameplay of it and the uh, you know the the deck builder strategy and the different strategies that kind of get put forward by the game itself are actually pretty interesting and a lot of fun. Um, I've I so far it had two successful runs yesterday. Um, and they've been by building decks that are actually very fun and interesting and offer a lot of choice which is very cool um the one hang-up i do have with the game is that i have it on the switch and it is uh it crashes a lot uh for a card game on the switch um i think i had it crash for me like three times yesterday um so while i like the underlying game mechanics you might want to get it on a different system i can't speak to how it runs on other systems but i haven't really heard about performance issues until it got to the switch so rip but it's a it's a great game overall
1: nice yeah um i was going to say i know the like the steam summer sales coming up which might be a good time for people to get pc games
0: yeah they don't really advertise that do they
1: um yeah i think they just kind of drop it whenever they decide to drop the date but i know it's usually around my birthday so that's how i well that's how i keep track because i have a couple of friends from college who will buy me like game packs every year
0: that's how i always know when uh, flag day is it's my sister's birthday
1: i saw that you put that on twitter
0: yeah i always we always wish her a happy flag day instead of birthday because it really riles her up
1: that's very cute
0: i think that's gonna do it for us
1: i think so too
0: all right well if you want to reach out to us with any questions comments concerns you have uh feel free to send us an email at podcast at gmail.com uh you can also find us on twitter we are collectively at argonautspod
1: yeah uh you can find me on twitter at corpse survivors
0: and you can find me at the aspirational username ac sherman (laughs) writes Uh, please feel free to check out the aforementioned Patreon. Uh, you can find that at patreon.com slash Argonauts podcast. Or if you want to be like me and make mistakes, you can spell it out. That is is P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N.com. Uh, our next goal for that is going to be a Q&A live stream where uh, you can, we will stream live and you can ask us anything with priority questions going to our patrons.
1: Yeah, um I'm super excited in the event that we get to do that, to do that.
0: I'm yeah, I'm excited to get It's not that I don't like talking about questions that exclusively deal with ARGs, but I'm hopeful that we get to talk about a little bit more broader subjects and get more people to ask us questions.
1: Yeah, I agree. Oh, yes. Okay, so uh for Pride Month, I made pride stickers that say honorary Argonaut uh, and you can find them and also just like general Argonauts merch on our new Redbubble store, which is just redbubble.com slash Argo, uh, slash people slash Argonauts pod. And you can get honorary Argonaut stickers. Uh, I made one that says 2019 become the beast you worship we have pride flag (laughs) stickers and if you would like to see a pride flag represented that is not there shoot us an email and I will make one it literally takes me like two minutes because of the way I set up the photoshop file so I would be happy to make that for you
0: yeah we want you to feel included and if we haven't included you yet we want to know so that we can
1: Yeah, um, I know a couple people on the Discord got them, and they are pretty big and, like, definitely the right size to put on, like, a laptop. So you should check it out.
0: It was weird seeing a logo for merch for a thing that I do in the wild. Yeah. Like, outside of just, you know, I'll have a a t-shirt for a company that I work for or whatever. They'll give us out swag, but it's... It's another thing to see someone post a picture on Twitter that's like, hey, look, my picture my my stickers came in, and it's like a picture of the logo of your podcast. That's a cool feeling. Uh
1: we also have an official Discord now.
0: We do. You can find the link to our Discord in the show notes. Uh we are running SmileBot a lot these days.
1: Yeah, we just started a new uh run on SmileBot, and I think we're gonna start one again next week. Right?
0: Well, that'll have wrapped up by the time that this episode comes out. But Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah, we'll, well, we'll get it figured out. That's the problem recording like a week in advance. It's like, what happens then? <laughs> All right. Uh, until next week, uh, everyone go out, buy an Audi A3, and have a good night. <laughs> good night, everyone. Yeah. <laughs>